You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 12th, 2019. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we will once again be knocking doors for Betsy Dirksen Londrigan for Congress. It's the professional left with Trip Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, Trip Glass. Hey, Blue Gal. So you went to a campaign event today. We're recording on Thursday. I did. The Democratic candidate for Congress in 2016. Yes. Didn't quite make it, but she was an excellent candidate, Betsy Dirksen Londrigan. That came within 1% or 1 or yeah, 2% of very winning. Very close. Yeah. Um, farm country did her in. Uh, she did very well uh, around here. In the Trump parts of town, she did not do well, but overall, she did well around the college colleges, I should say, and uh, around the state capitol. But get out into that farm country where Rodney Davis has been out there for years and years, first as um, uh, the aide to the previous congressman, congressman from Cole, and now as his own person, his own Donald Trump manque. Uh, this time, not so much. We're going we're gonna to make sure that he uh, is unemployed this time. We're going to work very hard to make sure he is uh, out because he doesn't believe in town halls. He doesn't... Uh, he doesn't keep his word. No, and he's not interested in really what his constituents need. No. Which is health care. He voted a zillion times to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Then hid under his desk uh, when his constituents called and asked to speak to him about it. And then went out on the campaign trail and said, oh, no, no, I would never do such thing. Pre-existing conditions, so very important. I, too, once had a sick person in my family, and it would be terrible. And then he goes to Washington and does what Donald Trump tells him to do. So, you know, there's a lot of stupid people who look at this kind of dumbass, cow-eyed um, congressman, you know, just, just the boy who graduated from high school who we all remember so well. You know, what? what's the harm? Well, the harm is you put the government in the hands of horrible people because unless Rodney Davis is planning on quitting the Republican Party, all he is is one more vote for every shitty thing Donald Trump wants to do. Right. That's all right. he is. He's a cipher. And he has got to go. So we're going to do. Got to go. We're going to do every. And I'll, I'll say uh, you could hear the echoes or the, the precursor of the 2020 election uh, in the beats of her speech. today. I was listening for the hmm. beats. I was looking for the applause lines. Never uh-huh. mentioned Donald Trump once. Never mentioned impeachment once. Remember, we're in Trump country, so. That's that's how things go. She uh, talked about health care, her personal experience with health care, the fact that it is an obscenity that anyone would go bankrupt, that she would have lost her son and been bankrupt from the day he got sick until today, which is like 20 years now um, or 15 years now. Uh, and no one should have to go through that. That's just ridiculous. And that that's what she's running on. I'm running on health care for everyone, affordable health care for everyone. And. Tax cuts for the rich is why we don't have money for anything. Uh, But she's also real careful about language. So I heard no references to Donald Trump uh, or impeachment, but I also heard no references to Republicans. All I heard was Washington politicians. Yeah. Washington politicians want to take your health care away from you. Well, okay, I get it. It's one of those. It's a fig leaf you're wearing because you live where you live. And that's fine. But um, I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Everyone sta- and, and there were a lot of really familiar faces. I recognized, you know, a whole bunch of people. There's Dick Durbin's wife, you know, mm-hmm. five feet away from me going, hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Um, so I recognized, you know, a whole bunch of people there. It was whole, old home week. And and she's, and her campaign is about get, uh, finishing what they started. Yep. So there's a yep. real clear, direct connection to the last campaign season. Well, and, and it's very clear, about. I'm sure, because mm-hmm. she did it midday on a Thursday. Yeah. Uh, that the people in the audience were people who worked with her in 2016. Yes. So you were. Yes, yes I was. And yes, I you, the people that you mentioned to me that were there were people mm-hmm. that knocked on doors for her. So yeah. for her to say, finish what we started, she's clearly speaking to that audience. Yeah. And uh, so. she did it in the uh, in the ground floor of the AFL-CIO headquarters. <laughs> in which just sent a very clear message. Yeah. Last, 
Last year, Rodney Davis got a whole bunch of union people uh, to go union members for Rodney. Because Rodney's <laughs> always been there for me. Rodney Davis's always been on my side. Yeah, if unless you read the fucking fine print. I mean, if you if you took apart his policy shit, like you take apart a union contract, you would notice that he sh- he's shafting you. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you should smarten the fuck up and notice who's doing what to you and which party. Because yeah. Rodney Davis really likes to pretend he's not a Republican. You that know? is true. He wants to pretend that he's bipartisan. Right. I'm an Illinois <laughs> But he also wants to be in House leadership. Right. There's the problem. So <laughs> well, which... he's he's really uh, between a rock and a hard place on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to share co-workspace with Liz Cheney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that don't work for me because no. if you are horrified by what your party's doing, leave your party, man. Yeah. Get out. Switch Get out. parties. But you're not. And that makes you that means you're disqualified. If you right. are still a Republican as 2019, you are not qualified to hold no, public office. That's exactly right. Period. That's exactly right. You're siding with a man who calls countries that are brown and black shithole countries. So, yeah. And that's if, the least of know, the shit that went that's the, I'm, be, I'm using the nicest thing about yeah. him. Yes. Well, speaking uh, of Dirk Glass, I have a question for you about that, though. Yes. When, when Betsy Dirksen Londrigan talked about health care, mm-hmm. uh, did she mention anything about me being forced at gunpoint by the government to get rid of my beloved private health insurance? That was her first plank. She said, the first <laughs> thing I'm going to do is send you all out with weapons to force people at gunpoint to give up their beloved private insurance. Because, you know, there are a lot of stuff I've given up over the years, Blue Gal. Uh, as I moved from place to place, I've shed things. I gave up half my library when I moved down here from Chicago. Um, all of your I, David I, Bowie albums. I yeah. got, got rid of all my all my vinyl. All my vinyl's gone. I had a pretty oh pretty God. impressive vinyl collection. I've gotten rid of a lot of things, but through it all, Blue Gal, yes. I held on to like I have a, a little gold coin that was a, an award for a science fiction story I wrote, uh-huh. and my beloved private health insurance that was passed down to me by my grandpappy, who That's it was given lie. to him by <laughs> Herbert Hoover, gave it to him in 1928. And I think you were uninsured when you married me, actually. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was a whole bunch of I was on a whole bunch of things when I married you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but you know, I missed my beloved private insurance. <laughs> I sat up and went going. No, you, I wonder where my beloved private insurance where is, is today. My beloved you know? private insurance. I'd really need miss it. Yes. I stopped this is my the argument though. This mm-hmm. is what they've got, which I see it. Look up beloved insurance on Twitter and you will find that at GOP and at Trump train 2020 with a blue check mark are saying they're forcing you to get to get rid of. They're going to cancel your beloved private health insurance. And who are they talking to? I don't know who they're talking to when they talk when they say well, they're that. Talking to, I, I'm pretty sure that they're talking to, to uh, insurance company people. executives. No, they're, they're, well, they're talking to people who get their insurance through work. Yeah, and but that they, they have to pay copays and well, yeah. and deductibles too. I mean, they don't, have to, they don't have to think about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just something that I go in and they hand me a, a stack of. Pay. I went through this, you know, every six months at the right. last right. full time job I had, which is a very long time ago. They hand you, a, you know, four things the size of phone books. Yep, and yep. say, uh, go home, come back in a week. You know, parse all of the possible diseases you might be inflicted with and all of the possible outcomes of everything that might ever happen to you pick a plan and then we'll do that um okay great we're gonna let me who doesn't know shit about any of this figure out what's best for based on these phone books and that's private insurance as far as anyone's concerned it's your employer um and and see here's the thing here's the sneaky business your employer can buy you into medicare if they want to Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Your employer, there's no reason for that to be the delivery system at all, except it started off that way. And people got used to the fact that I have to get a job with benefits. Right. Benefits means insurance. That was, a, but that those days are gone, man. Those yeah. days are gone. First of all, a whole bunch of people who have insurance for their job have shitty insurance. Secondly, that that's an artifact of the good old days of union organizing. When unions would negotiate, when a third of this country were in labor unions and they would negotiate with their employer to get these things for their people. And everyone else followed suit because unions established the floor. Right. This is what the union shops are doing. So we bet damn well better follow suit or else we're going to be left behind. Well, now that, you know, now that Reagan has had his way with us, 
mm-hmm. and they've busted unions and crippled. And now everyone's a freelancer and everyone's working side gigs and everyone's, you know, an, uh, uh, you know, one check away from being an Uber driver. The beloved private insurance is a fond memory of some old people who remember Benny Goodman. And that's really it. But that's but that's the only since that's since that's the only thing they have, that's the only thing they have to play. So right. we're gonna talk about how much you love your private insurance. And no one does. No one <laughs> no one is gonna buy that argument. I don't no. see anyone buying that argument. If if you don't want a centralized healthcare system mm-hmm. uh that lowers your prescription drug prices, I mean, then you're a stockholder in big pharma. Well, I agree. I also remember 2010 with Katie Abrams, one of our favorite go-to people, <laughs> screaming yes. at a town hall meeting who doesn't want her country to become Russia. Well, you got, you, I'm sorry, Katie. Uh, Russia stole our election, you know? Yeah, so, But there are enough people out there who are stupid enough and frightened enough. And yeah. remember, this is, this is what, this is what I, I have to remind myself of every day. Most of this country pays no attention to what we are saying on the left at all. Yeah. They just they pay no attention to politics. They pay t- no attention. Half the country pays no attention to this at all. They're not involved. They're just dead cultural weight that we're trying to make sure doesn't get screwed, but they pay no attention to politics. And then the, then a third of the people, or more actually, only watch Fox News. Mm-hmm. So they will mm-hmm. believe everything Donald Trump says. Anything that Tucker Carlson says about liberals wanting to kill your grandmother with communist insurance, they will fucking believe. So now you've already lost half the country. Now there's another third gone There's that is immune to reason. And then there's the people in the middle who are just fucking cowards who don't want to pick a side. I don't want to have to pick a side. So maybe Tucker Carlson 50% right and Rachel Maddow is just as bad. So I agree that no one in their right mind would believe this argument. But a whole bunch of this country is not in its right mind. So I'm not at all confident that this won't be a winning argument. I'm not at all confident that hordes of Mexicans, you know, with Ebola swarming over the border won't turn out the vote mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have, I have tried to never make the mistake of underestimating how vicious and stupid and cruel and sadistic conservatives really are. Yep. And how absolutely brainwashed meatheads they are. And they prove me right every time. I mean, Rodney Davis is our congressman, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is our, uh, what can I say? I just wanted to uh, let you know, I did find some data on this. Kaiser Family Foundation, which I trust for statistics on healthcare, yeah. claims that in 2017, 49% of Americans overall got uh-huh. health insurance from their employer. Yeah, now, there you go. So that's almost half. Yeah. But that also means that half is one job loss away from losing their coverage. Of course and, they are. And that is unacceptable. You know, the, the other uh, 51% of Americans are either getting it from being retired and being on mm-hmm. Medicare and or not having dental or eyeglasses or earring aids covered, which Bernie Sanders is promising that he's going to increase. Also long-term coverage. That's a very mm-hmm. pricey, uh, big deal. And and I think it's right. something that Democrats really need to start talking about. That is something that is so unspoken in our national conversation. People are, if you get to talking to them about retirement and talking to them about aging, uh, the great unspoken thing is the terror that you're going to wind up alone in a nursing home and at the you know mercy uh-huh. of government funding for whether you are taken care of. Yes, that is absolutely true. And yep. uh, that is terrifying to a lot of people. It's it terrifying is. to me. Yep. It's terrifying to was terrifying to my mom and my grandparents. You know, we do not want to wind up in that situation. Right. And the idea of saving up for that is impossible, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you're spending over ten percent of your income right now on health care, health mm-hmm. insurance, whatever. We're getting into the meat of our podcast already because there's just so much to talk about. Well, when we start talking, especially when you and I start talking about healthcare, I'm very passionate about this. Well, so. and, and I, I, in theory, if you're one paycheck or one firing away or one layoff away from losing your healthcare, mm-hmm. but you see, that's not how a lot of people's brains work. It's mm-hmm. it's hunkered down and hang on to what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take a risk. You know, I'm a coal miner. You know, that people get that coal miner mentality, that yeah. that working at carrier plant mentality. 
It's, oh, this asshole with the orange face who's a racist and who grabs women by the pussy says he's going to protect my job. I'm voting for him. Yeah. Because yeah. I realize at, at the other end of being fired at the age of 49 or 52 or whatever my – it is the abyss. Right. Is right. me living under a bridge eating rats. So anyone who comes into this plant and swears to me that he's going to protect my job, I'm going to fucking vote for him. You yeah. have a bunch of liberals coming in. I'm going to want to retrain you. you going to get you to solar. No, no. Don't want to hear that shit. That's yeah. all that means. Bullshit. None of that's going to happen. You come and tell me I'm going to have a coal mining job or a tell job. Me I don't a, have to worry about change, yeah. which ever. is ever. Which yeah. is the whole, the whole point of the wall is a wall against the future. Yep. And yep. all those people are going to keep voting for even if they're fucked over every fucking time because they're too they're too proud to admit otherwise. And the 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 prospect, the alternative is terrifying, which is I have to trust a bunch of dirty commie liberals to protect me because I'm too weak to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I I just I factor those people out of any conversation. There's no point, Joe Biden. I'm talking to you now. Uh, there's no point in trying to communicate with them at all at that level. They are lost to you. There might be some other issue. You can sort of loop them in sideways and get them in the door some other way, but trying to talk to them about their economic anxiety, trying to talk to them about, about the future of the country is a losing proposition. And that's a problem because Democrats, all we want to talk about is the future and all conservatives want to talk about is the past and protecting it and sealing it off and making sure no one takes any more of it from them than they've already been ripped off. And anyone who doesn't understand that is pissing away perfectly good campaign dollars. <laughs> they could be spending giving to the professional left podcast. That's right. That's right. Hey, Drift Class, we have a fake sponsor this week. We do. We have many, many. We had to weed them down because there's so many of them and they're so good. Well, I'm saving uh, one for later, but... Uh, well, this week we are sponsored once again by our old friends, the good friends, and where the good Lord split you, emergency farewell party supply. Uh, they're having a very special Homeland Security Secret Service one day, everyone must go fire sale on all sheet cakes, cheap wine, black balloons, and generic good luck cards. Order now with the promo code Last Man Standing for a 30% off of your purchase. Where the good Lord split you, emergency farewell party supplies. See what I said there? Party supplies? No, I didn't mean that. Where the good Lord split you, Emergency farewell party supplies, because every day could be your last. That's right. And they're doing hand over fist business all the time over at that Trump White House. Yeah, they're they're worried that they're going to run out of people to fire. And then where will they be? You did a post this week, Drift Glass. I did. It I was, did many. It was one of my favorite posts of the week. You did a wonder. By the way, everyone should go over to Drift Glass's blog and look at his Photoshop of the black hole. Yes. It's, uh, um, that's all I'm going to say. I won't spoil the surprise. Mm -hmm. It's but a, we're very proud of the scientists, including women scientists, Tucker Carlson, you a-hole. Mm -hmm. uh, women scientists who uh, were able to photograph a black hole this week. That's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Uh, but your post this week, Drift Glass, on John Meacham. Yes. Who is uh, the affable MSNBC historian, one of two, but uh, he yeah. is an affable MSNBC historian. And uh, he was asked by Katie Tour about... Um, how history will judge Donald yes, Trump. Yes. And what will we think 20 years from 10, now? 10, 15, 20 about years from now. what we did and our position right. and so forth. Uh, you took a very cynical view of this. I, well, I, 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 see, here's the part. I cheated. I took a historian's view of it. Because yeah. John Meacham yeah, you did. Is, is the very affable gentleman who MSNBC hires to sit around and quote Churchill and Reagan and Roosevelt. That's his job. You know, Franklin Roosevelt once said about Winston Churchill when they were discussing Ronald Reagan's future. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's what he does. And he tells a long yeah. story and it's usually very touching and sort of on point. And he has a starry, faraway look in his eye. He's got that whole thing down cold. That's fine. Good for you, John Meacham. You've got a you know, you've got a great gig there. You don't really have to say anything controversial. You just quote historical figures and just look vaguely disappointed with everyone else. Um, but I decided to be to become a historian. Uh, just to say, look, it is not that hard to figure out what will happen 10 or 15 or 20 years from now if you simply take the timeline and run it back 10 or 15 years ago mm -hmm. and see what happened now. Because right. now is the future for 10 or 15, 20 years ago. So what was happening 10 or 20 years ago? Oh, yeah, right. That was the Iraq fucking war. And what, mm -hmm. what was that? Oh, here's here's a whole list of people who were fucking awful and terrible and torture prone and 
lied to the American people and got us into this catastrophic war and pissed away trillions of dollars, cost thousands of lives, wrecked our international reputation, and lied and lied and lied and lied about it. There were no hearings. There were no trials. There was no impeachment. What happened to those people? Because if your theory of history is true, John Meacham, right now, this very moment is when those people should be paying a horrific price for being terrible, shitty, traitorous assholes. So let's go down the list, shall we? What is David Brooks doing? Oh, that's right. He's the New York Times. What about Bill Crystal? Oh, that's right. You go down the whole list. Nobody paid me price for it, John Meacham. Nobody paid a price for it. Nobody went to jail. Nobody missed a meal. Everybody got promoted. Everybody was, you know, the guys who wrote speeches for Michael Gerson and David Frum found lovely little sinecures at the Washington Post or or uh, or on think tanks or in other respectable institutions. You know, you know, who ad- didn't, you know, for whom it did not turn out well. Uh, over four thousand U.S. troops yes. and one hundred fifty thousand Iraqi civilians. Yes, didn't and- turn out so well for them and the people no. who were tortured. And the people who are still at Gitmo and those of us liberals who are sitting there wondering when will justice be served? Never, never. Didn't turn out, didn't turn out so well for those people. And, yeah. and, and then we then since John Reacham is now shown to be a fool, let's examine why he is a fool. What what happened? Well, it's not very hard to figure out is it's it, it's not hard to figure out how this happened. It's also it leads you directly to the conclusion of why liberals are not allowed on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we'll bring this shit up. The only reason that this massive crime was was Dick Cheney can walk the streets of America unmolested. His daughter, his fucking ghoulish daughter, is in leadership in the Republican Party. How How is that even possible? Well, it's possible if the entire Republican media and the entire Beltway media, which makes up about 90% of the media, decide the Iraq war never happened. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to mention it. We're not going to hold anyone accountable for it. When Iraq war pimps are, are sitting right in front of us, you know, going on, Tom Friedman is gassing on about Syria or whatever. We're not going to ask them, well, weren't you completely fucking wrong about everything else in your life? Because we all work for the same corporations. And if we start holding people accountable for how fucking awful they were during the Iraq war, there'd be nobody left at CNN or MSNBC and certainly not at Fox. Half the New York Times op-ed page would be empty. The Washington Post would be bereft of neocons. So a whole lot of people who all circle jerk each other and compliment each other and invite each other to each other's shows would all Mm -hmm. be gone. And they all decided that's not going to happen. So we're just going to pretend nothing happened. None of us said a thing. No one's going to ask any embarrassing questions. We make a compact that... Under no circumstances will we ask each other any questions that might embarrass well, because each other. networks that made was... money from ratings from more coverage. So they did. I know you're not as congratulatory towards Chris Hayes as I am. I <laughs> see him trying to bring as much drift sure. glass to his show as he can from the standpoint of the suits upstairs. <laughs> he is going full drift glass. Yes, without actually bringing drift glass to a show. Without actually bringing drift glass to a show, right? Yeah, we don't want that to happen because that would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. Yes. We would have to talk about the entire employee roster of MSNBC, yes. and that could be embarrassing. Let's begin with Joe Scarborough. Hey, right. he's in his office right down the hall. Why don't we go ask him about the Iraq War? So I've got yeah. all the retweets from his mm-hmm. show where he talked about Donald Trump's on the phone. Yeah, hey, remember so. when? No, I mean, remember when Chris Matthews had a boner for George Bush and his yep. flight suit? And let's go ask him about that, shall we? Yeah, yeah. And, but so, so we don't so want to do that. Those memories, right? We're not going to go that far. But I do think there is a talisman to look for. Yes. Every time they are approaching full drift glass status, they do bring on Norm Ornstein. They do. So. <laughs> and, well, and here's the th- it, it, uh, two more things to say, and then, then I'll probably say four more things. Um, <laughs> but uh, first of all, that is just the the media and the politicians, those who covered the story, those who who facilitated the lying, who enabled the lying, who applauded the liars, who kept giving them fucking jobs no matter what happened. Bill Crystal never missed a fucking meal. He is my he is my north star on this issue. Mm-hmm. Bill Crystal should not be anywhere near anything ever. A microphone, a typewriter, you know, a soapbox, anything. But there is an absolute 
contractual obligation right across every major media corporation that you will give him and his fucking idiot son-in-law a job no matter what. And you will never ask him any questions about the shit he said yesterday. And that's obviously a rule. I mean, it, it wouldn't happen otherwise. There's no other explanation for why these people have a job doing the, the one thing they should never be allowed to do for a shitload of money other than there is a fucking rule at the very highest levels that these war pimps are our friends mm -hmm. and we are not going to let them drown just because they happen to be bloodthirsty ghouls who are wrong all the time. We're going to just give them more money and more money and more money and fuck the audience. If we just never mention it, if we just never mention that Rick Wilson has a really shitty, awful history and pretend that he just was invented in 2016 as an ever Trumper, who's going to, who's going to push that? Who's going to question that? Well, drift class will, but we'll never have him on the show. So that's not really a problem. That's one group. The other group is the entire Republican voting base. The entire Republican voting base voted for George Bush twice. They pimped that war. They loved that war. They called us traitors and liars and stupid and awful and marginalized us. So where where's their responsibility in all this? Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the Tea Party. And they all put on funny hats and pretended George Bush never happened. And the same fucking complicit media that let each other off the hook decided that we're going to let the entire Republican Party base off the hook. We're never going to hold them responsible for a fucking thing they said or did. So that was the moment when the entire Republican Party, from the very top to the dumbest base voter in sister fuck Arkansas, figured out that, oh, we can do anything. Huh, fuck it. We can nominate Donald Trump and elect him. And they're never going to stop us because there's too much money. There's too much reputational damage that would be done to the executives at MSNBC and CNN uh, if we ever – if we ever blackmailed them, if we ever mm -hmm. said, but you're the ones who let us do this. You're the ones who let us get, you're the one who keep putting war criminals on television and never mentioning that they're war criminals. You permitted us to do this. How dare you hold us responsible for it? Now you're responsible for it now. Well, I want to add an element to that, which is the yes. one Republican candidate who called out the Republican Party on the Iraq war on the debate stage was Donald Trump. Yes, he did. The The nerve of the Republican establishment to mm -hmm. anoint Jeb Bush as the designated front runner brought Donald Trump to the front of the Republican Party. I, I completely agree. Uh, and let me just say two things about that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm sorry to monopolize. I'm, I'm full fine. of copy and I'm... You know, I can edit you right out if I want to. Our sound <laughs> editor is ruthless. Uh, two, <laughs> two things about that. First of all, Donald Trump supported the Iraq war. Yes, he did. And then he just lied about it. You know, this is what oh, they all do. They, uh, I never, that never happened. I never said I loved WikiLeaks. I never grabbed anybody by the pussy. I was never president. Is going to be his lie in 2022. Um, you know, just and the, the meatheads, the zombified Trump, you know, cattle will just say, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But the second thing is Donald Trump wasn't talking about higher truths to greater powers. Donald Trump was talking to the GOP base. Yes, he was saying, absolutely. Wink, wink, remember. Wink, wink. None of us supported this fucking war, right? Right, right, right. Uh, right. He was yep. validating their lie. Yep. He was validating the biggest fucking lie that's ever been put across yep. in American politics. You didn't just, cheer for uh, for the war. You didn't yeah. cheer w, George W. Bush and vote for him in 2020, right? Well, it was a CPAC. Oh, fine, I'm sorry, 2004. You didn't vote for him, did you? Yes, in, you did. When he was yeah. a CPAC in 2008, and they were screaming four more years. Four more years. Two yep. years later, it's George Bush who? I never heard of the man. I don't know. I, I'm denying him You know, harder than Peter denied Christ. I just... Never saw the man. Never knew about it. Never voted Republican. I'm an independent. I'm a constitutional conservative. Why are you? T why are you calling me a, a Republican? I'm not a Republican. Well, maybe the Bush Cheney sign in your lawn is giving you away there, Bucko. And so Donald Trump was just telling them, "I'm in on the lie too. I'm the one who will let you get away with this shit more than these guys. These guys all want to pretend the war never happened. Fuck them. I want to pretend that you guys never had anything to do with anything. So I'll. I will give you." an even bigger lie to jack off to. And that's why they loved him. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a bigger fucking conman than all these other assholes, and we know these guys are criminals. He, we know he's going to give us a get-out-of-jail-free card. Sure. Exactly. No matter exactly. what. And we will, in return, give him a get-out-of-jail-free card because – and everyone's in on it. You know, yeah. Jeff yeah. Zucker ain't going to sit there and beat up Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump is a moneymaker for him. Jeff right. Zucker is, is right. perfectly willing to put the worst lying scumbags on CNN and then wring his hands about the nature of news and how it's gone downhill. He's a fucking money whore and always has been.
I want to talk about Christianity for a minute, Drift Glass. Really? Well, just from the standpoint of the people, the people covering religion in the New York Times saying Pete Buttigieg, gay and Christian, challenges religious right on their own turf. Yeah. Like he is the first Democratic Christian ever to run for president. Yeah, well, after eight years of that Muslim guy, you know. <laughs> I think that the article in question is less about, hey, look, Pete Buttigieg is a Christian. Mm-hmm. And more about Pete Buttigieg is attacking Mike Pence mm-hmm. on religious grounds. Right, right. Which I will tell you this, Barack Obama, to my memory, never did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at no point do I remember a, other than maybe Jimmy Carter, and I was just, you know, I was just a wee lad who was drunk most of the time, so... I don't remember that very well, but the, the the distinctiveness here is that most conservative Christians, and this is going back many, many, many decades. This long precedes, you know, Donald Trump and and uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and the rest of that bullshit. Um, have no trouble bringing the Bible to a knife fight. Yep. Um, and most Democrats routinely say uh, human rights, women's rights, constitutional rights freedom, all of which are valid arguments, but they completely miss the point because conservative Christians are saying, I don't have to pay attention to any of those because God tells me that you're a monster and you want to murder babies. Right. And so fuck every one of your arguments. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what Democrats have never done is come back at them with the Bible. Right. And say, no, here's the actual truth. You are a monster. Right. Who, who has abused Christianity knowingly. You have done the worst thing you can do as a Christian. This isn't an accident. Yeah. This isn't some they, – they, they could actually read the fucking thing and figure out what it says. These are these are people who reverse engineered their bigotry into a book they think they can use to enforce their bigotry on the rest of us. As a cudgel. Yeah. yeah. And saying, saying to them, Constitution, women's rights, uh, my choice, my body, my body, my choice, just bounces off of them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't pay any attention to that. What no. they do pay attention to is someone who's gay coming at them with a Bible in their hand, quoting scripture at them, making them look foolish in the public square. Yep. That might actually change the conversation a little bit. That's all I wanted to add. So uh, Chris Cuomo and Kellyanne Conway have been friends for 25 years, Drift Glass. Sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, no, it's platonic. It's platonic, Kellyanne says. It sure is something. It sure is something. I wrote a post about it today. And yeah. how, you know, it's tough for me to hold up Mika Brzezinski as an example of what to do. Uh-huh. But she banned Kellyanne Conway from her show in 2017, in February of 2017. Mm-hmm. After her fiancé, husband, whatever, had helped Donald Trump write a speech right around that time. Kellyanne Conway, you were really given a glimpse behind the scenes at Morning Joe when Mika went off on Kellyanne Conway. And there's a video up at Crooks and Liars about this at, at my Chris Cuomo post of today, Thursday. Mika says Kellyanne, to the camera, Kellyanne, don't text us anymore. Don't text us. Don't you, We all know she tries to book herself on our show. And I watched that back in February of 2017 and thought, oh, wow. She, of course, she has the personal cell numbers of every uh, on-air and off-air person at Morning Joe. That's why Donald Trump hired her. Bob Woodward said on CNN in December of 2016, you know, Kellyanne Conway is the unnamed source constantly mm-hmm. throughout the Trump world. She's the one who is constantly leaking. She's the one who's constantly uh, phoning us up with tidbits. And so she is the one who has the golden Rolodex of all the press people. Oh, yeah. And obviously it's on a first name basis with Chris Cuomo and talking to him all the time because they've been friends for 25 years. It's a puppet show. Well, and she started off as Kellyanne Fitzpatrick. Right. And she worked for with Frank Luntz in the 90s. Yep. She was tight with the uh, Laura Ingram and Coulter yep. Girl Club, the Mean Girl Sex Club. Machines in against the 90s. Clinton. Yeah, yep. Bill Maher was busy pimping horrible right-wing scumbags in the 90s. Yep. He's been doing it for 20 years now, 25 years now. Nothing has changed. Nothing yep. has changed. The same awful people get on television. They tell the same awful lies. They flutter their eyes. Bill Maher weighs whether or not he can, you know, get him into bed and puts him on his show. And that's how they, and they all proceed forward. 
But of course, Chris Cuomo is in this crowd. They've all known each yep. other forever. And so to them, it's a game. It's yeah, just, yeah. A, as you, as I said, and as you said, just a puppet show. This is just a show. Sure. What precipitated much of this was Chris Hayes talking about Christian Nielsen and what's she going to do after, you know, she's been discredited and disgraced right. and she baby cage. And, and the answer is nothing. Probably nothing's going to happen to her. Well, the news about that, though, is uh-huh. that there are professors at some of these Ivy League institutions right. saying, if you hire her, I'm leaving. Yeah. And so that that made news that there are yes. there are people who have had it with her, the Kennedy School yeah. hiring every ex-Trump official mm-hmm. to come in and do a course or a book or an article or whatever and just open doors because the pipeline from the White House to Harvard has to stay clear. Mm-hmm. And there are people now in academia saying, oh, no, you're not bringing baby cages into our yeah. academic institution uh, and giving her a soft landing. She yeah. does not get that here. And someone will fund her into a very comfortable retirement. And five, 10 years from now, she'll be Peggy Noonan. Yeah. Five, 10 years from now, she'll be have a whispery column in the Washington Post talking about civility. And a few liberals will remember what a monster she was. And unless the machine itself is destroyed, unless that transmission belt from horrible people into completely safe sinecures, and then they, they turn right back around coming to politics and work for the next guy in line who's even worse than the last guy because there's no consequence for anything, unless the machine is destroyed, this will never stop. Ever. It will never fucking stop. Yep. And we've reached, and this is what we were saying during the Bush administration. How much worse can this get when all of these horribly unqualified, bloodthirsty ghouls can just run rampant and there's no consequences? They laid an egg that hatched and yeah. out came Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, however he is dragged or or removed or voted out of office, they will put in place another little alien face hugger egg and five, 10 years from now, they'll come back unless you take them out like you took the Confederacy out. I don't mean violently. I mean, definitively. Right, right. I mean, really make it impossible for people who work at Fox News to ever get a fucking job anywhere. I mean, shame them in public. I mean, make sure they're terrified. Well, and that is starting to happen. Yes. I mean, that really is starting to happen. And that really and is up to us. Here's, here's the irony is that these folks don't want to work outside of the Northeast Corridor. Right. They don't want to move because they could find a job at the University of Oklahoma. Sure. Okay. Totally. And no insult to anyone that's gone there or is no. in Oklahoma. But I'm saying that in a red state, yeah. uh, a governor of a red state would find a place for them and sure. suffer no consequences. Donald Trump isn't welcome back in New York City. <laughs> there will be protesters everywhere he goes. Yeah, from now on. I've, Melania... And uh, Ivanka, Ivanka can't do her fashion show fundraisers anymore in New York City. Mm-hmm. There will be protesters surrounding her. And that's true 20 years from now. There will yeah. be women outside there screaming their heads off at them. So there is already a price to pay socially in New York City for that. Um, let's do the news roundup. Okay. Robert Mueller's investigators gathered alarming and significant evidence of obstruction by Trump that was, quote, much more acute than Attorney General William Barr suggested. And they're making noise about that to their colleagues around the town. Donald Trump's older sister has retired as a federal appellate's judge. Under an investigation into whether she violated judicial judicial conduct rules by participating in fraudulent tax schemes with her brothers and sisters. Yep. And so if she retires, then they can't go after her for judicial misconduct because she left the job so it's in the blood it's just it's the trumps are all awful i mean they're just it's family it's a family of degenerates it's a mob family it is homeland security secretary christian nielsen resigned after meeting with trump to plan a way forward at the u.s mexico border yeah yes she didn't resign she was fired and uh again this is what we're talking about she's not going to have an easy landing if uh, people pay attention. Mm-hmm. And well, this is where the liberal superpower becomes super important. It does. It does. Because there is going to be an overwhelming campaign to just to, to give her the Gingrich treatment. Yeah. Let her sit out for, you know, sit on the bench for a little while. And then you hire some, you know, feckless haircut like David Gregory to just invite her back on. 
Yeah. And talk to her about policy. The, the pain. No, the pain. Talk to her about the pain. Yes. Well, and, and her faith. Yeah, and her, her faith. faith. Yeah. David Gregory has quit, you know, quit. No, he was fired from Eat the Press, and he wrote a book about his faith. Yep. And then he had a podcast. Yeah. So that's very exciting. So, you know, she'll write a book about her personal connection with Jesus, and then she'll have a little book tour about that. And someone will put her on the air and she'll begin the long road back to being invited to cocktail parties. Unless, again, the amount of pain inflicted on people who do that is greater than the amount of pain inflicted on them by the right if they don't do that. Right, right. Donald Trump also uh, sacked his uh, Secret Service director. Or he told Mick Mulvaney to do it because Donald Trump's too big a pussy to ever fire anybody directly. He just told, get in there, Mick. Fire his ass. Dumbo, I believe, was his nickname for him because he had funny ears. So, you know, there's just a there's just a purge going on. And this is not news. I mean, this is, you know, five years from now when I'm listening to this podcast, nobody else will be. Um, I do want to remember this is the week of the purge when Donald yeah. Trump just decided the people running all of the law enforcement arms of my government aren't fascistic and cruel and willing to break the law enough to suit my dictatorial whims. So I'll sack them all and just give them all to Stephen Miller. Well, and he's he's also the king of distraction and trying to make anything else the headline but the Mueller report. Yes. And Congress is gone for two weeks starting next week. Yeah. So uh, the Mueller report comes out and who's going to be there? Are they all going to be overseas? What are we going to do? We'll be there, Blue Gal. We'll uh, be there. Well, I I. I, I, you know, I don't care so much at this point about reading the Mueller report myself, but Congress needs to have it and they need to have it. And they need to have Donald Trump's tax returns in order to do their job of representing me. Can I be a bad liberal for a minute? Sure. You know what? I'm, 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 I have turned off a lot of news, uh, not mm-hmm. news news, not actual news, but when I, when I walk past and hear or turn on and hear, you know, if you turn the volume down, Oh, William Barr, just look at his body language. Look at the uncomfortable way he's sitting. Look at the way he, I don't care about any of that. You are just making shit up. You don't know what's right. going on. I think he's a shill. I think he's a hack. I think he's Trump's stooge. I think he submitted a 19-page resume and got the job he wanted and that he is no friend of mine. And I think that all right. the, the the reasonable Democrats who knew him back in the day when they all drank together at Ronald Reagan's office – um did the party and the country a disservice by giving him a respectable patina when he didn't right. deserve one. I'm really right. fucking sick of people who go, well, you know, this is one of the good guys from back in the, there are no good Republicans. None. Yep. <laughs> there are no good. If you apply for a job with this administration, you have to hang a sign around your neck saying untrustworthy scumbag, please kick my ass for the rest of my life. That's what you have to do. There are no good Republicans. So, that makes life pretty easy. It's very simple to choose which which team to be on. But yeah. I'm really sick of people who have who've not read anything, who've not seen anything, are trying to infer by the inflection in his voice and the fact that he's a semicolon or maybe an Oxford comma, what that might mean. That is fascinating to people who are legal scholars and and do doc review, you know, for 10 years. I have no mm-hmm. interest in any of that because all it tells me is you don't really know any more than I do. And that's not your fault. You know, you're just sitting in right. front of a camera and you have to sort of talk about shit that you there's nothing to say. So let's all keep our powder dry. Wait. Yeah. Wait. And, and, and this reminds me of Election Day this year. To yeah. Us, which yeah. In Illinois. Yeah. Remember what I said to you? We, we have we are voted in local elections this year and I try to stay informed and I, I know who my city council person is. And I, you know, I do try to stay informed with local elections. Mm-hmm. There was one race where I knew enough about the incumbent to know that I could stand to have this person represent me in this particular office for another term. Uh I didn't particularly like this person personally, but this person wouldn't be the worst person in the world to have doing this job, even though I wasn't crazy about him. But, you know, whatever. Look, I appreciate your vote, Blue Gal, and I'm sorry I didn't win, (laughs) you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the other person, you know, who who some in our community were saying, no, really, this person needs to go. Right. And I turned to you and I said, and because there are local elections, local elections in Springfield, there is no party denominated. There is no party listed. Everyone just has their name. And it's about fixing sidewalks and it's about planting trees and 
having the park board be what they are and everything is considered uh nonpartisan your your role is nonpartisan and we know who pretty much yeah. who the democrats are and who they aren't but Overall, and on the ballot, there are no parties listed for local elections. That is correct. You are not electing a Democratic mayor. You're electing a person. Okay. So I turned to you. <laughs> we were voting. I had the ballot in my hand. Uh-huh. And I said, is so-and-so's opponent a Republican? And you said, I'm not sure. And I said, that decides it for me. <laughs> because I knew uh-huh. that the person that was okay even though some people said this person should go and I, I thought they were okay, but I wasn't crazy about them. I knew they were a Democrat. I knew that. I knew. And I didn't know one way or the other about the other person. I said, a so-and-so, so-and-so Democrat is better than any Republican. And I'm not voting for a Republican ever for the rest of my life. I knew. So I knew I would, I knew I would see this person at the Betsy rally. Yeah. And I knew the other one probably wasn't going to be there. I was pretty sure about right. that. Not positive, pretty sure. Right. And that's, you know what, for that particular job at that particular low level of municipal government, that's that's right. all I need to know. Right. And know. whether it's park board or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like the level, the, that level, I don't need to be in love with all of my local <laughs> representatives, right? I'm hiring a competent employee to do a short-term job. Right, a bureaucrat to do what they have to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, this isn't like voting in a presidential primary where I'm going to vote my heart. This is I'm going to vote for a, somebody I know is a Democrat who's going to knock on doors for Democrats. And honestly, yep. city government does so little. <laughs> in Springfield, it's hard at to, least. It's hard to fuck it yeah. up. I mean, they really are like, no, that really, we don't do that. No, that we, we don't do that. No, <laughs> it's, I, so like, you, 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 it's so sad. It's so sad. Talk to the chamber. The <laughs> chamber tells you to talk, talk to someone else, someone else. Someone else. They, it is It is it's, that way. Yeah. Oh, local government in Springfield is run by real estate agents yeah. and the and the chamber of commerce yeah. and that's very sad it is because very there sad. are people there are people like drift glass in this community that really would like to see improvements made and it, everything goes so slow unless the state government wants it done because this is the state capital yeah. uh, things don't get done well the state capital also okay. means that 65% of the real estate in town isn't taxed that's right which really so, hurts yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, British authorities arrested Julian Assange inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London. So watch the news about that. I have nothing to add to that story. Nope. Uh, nope. Bill Barr, you know, your attorney general and mine assembled a team to examine the origins of the counterintelligence investigation into Trump campaign's possible ties to Russia. Barr told Congress that the government was, quote, spying on Trump's campaign during the 2016 election. But, of course, provided no evidence whatsoever that that actually happened. That is straight out of Sean Hannity's mouth into it his. It is. It is. And now and we it's know. It's so that- dangerous. It is so dangerous that we. Ha- this is the law enforcement officer of the United States pretending that a law enforcement activity was spying because yep. Donald Trump heard it from Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity spoke it. And that means Bill Barr is going to make Donald Trump happy by sounding like John Hannity. And he's going to he's going to assemble a team inside the Justice Department yep. to do what Donald Trump wants to do, which is go after Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Right. And and go after the investigators. Uh, Donald Trump claimed that the uh, Russian investigation was an attempted coup to remove him from office. Then you got to release the report. You got to release the Mueller report to sh- prove that it's a coup. When you are the president of the United States and you are screaming treason every fucking day mm-hmm. and you're t- you're talking about a coup, those words have real meaning. I know that nothing that comes out of that asshole's mouth means anything because he's just a pathological, demented, racist old liar. But the office he occupies, when words like that come out of that office, they, they have tremendous weight. And it is frankly um, – beyond my ability to control my anger sometimes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, 60 million of my neighbors still think this guy is awesome. Yeah. I My opinion of them is so low. Uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to, uh, they're ever going to earn my respect back again, no matter what they do. Yep. I just can't imagine yep. thinking less of Republicans than I do right now. Well, and, and the racism, you know, I, I realize I am a beneficiary of white supremacy. And I have to work at that every day. I, I have to work on my own racism every day. The racism in the in the coat of I'm a good person. I go to church with you and I'm this and I just Donald Trump's good and I watch Fox News. So 
but we can still be friends. No. Mm -hmm. At this point, no. Babies in cages. No, we can't. Well, and the the unvarnished, cheerful racism. Right. That that, that chipper kind of fuck you, we won attitude. And, of course, if race ever comes up, it's like, Robert Burden, the Klan, and Democratic Party. And I just, I, there there are certain rabbit holes I just don't, don't go down anymore because the person I'm dealing with is not functional anymore. They're they're brain dead. There's no point in talking to them. Can I read you something know to you? This is totally out of, sure. out of, it's on top. It's so on topic. I came across it earlier today. Sure. sure this sure. is on Reddit and it's put on here by a user called Not Really Here for This. And he wrote, and he probably got it from somewhere else. That's why I'm saying he probably got it from somewhere else, but it's really good. Republicans are purposefully separating children from loving and good parents in an attempt to harm migrants. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans have shut down the refugee program and are not helping those fleeing violence. I don't want to talk politics. Yeah. Republicans are working to ensure convicted criminals can buy guns and won't reapprove the Violence Against Women Act. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are strengthening white supremacy and bigotry. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are working to harm the poor and the widow, trying to remove social safety nets. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are preventing us from caring for the medical needs of our neighbors. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are preventing us from enacting police reforms to curtail the disproportionate violence against some minorities. I don't want to talk politics. Mm -hmm. Republicans are bombing children in Yemen. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are working to destroy the rule of law and democracy, encouraging and supporting corruption. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are selling nuclear technology to the Saudis and praising brutal dictators around the world. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are encouraging the erosion of truth and actively supporting the near constant lying from the so-called president. I don't want to talk politics. Republicans are trying to ban abortions, as they should. Republicans are trying to harm some people because I identify as homosexual, as they should. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. Yeah. But I just thought that was very on topic for what you were saying. Well, people who say this isn't about left and right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. really is. It really <laughs> is. is. I know yep. you don't want it to be. But yeah. when you throw up your hands and say this shouldn't be partisan, but it is. But it is. Yeah. Get yeah. it through your fat head. This is Republicans versus Democrats and Republicans are bad people and they are happy to be bad people or they would have quit the bad guys a long time ago. This is a cold civil war and we are losing because we keep looking for some mercy and some kindness and some humanity in the eyes of people who've said, we like being cruel. We like being racist. We like perverting the Bible. That's what we love doing. So stop trying to look for a deal. A peace treaty, a half, yep. give us half a loaf. They're going to give you nothing and laugh yep. at you for it. The Republican Party needs to be burned to the ground, the ground salted. And then we have two political parties that are basically the right hand of the Democratic Party and the left hand of the Democratic <laughs> Party. And then we have some sort of healthy conversation. But we cannot function as a country as long as the Republican Party has any political power in this country. We just can't. What did, you, what did you say? We can't, this nation cannot long endure. Half, half fox and, and half, half free. free. And I said that right. a decade ago. So Say it again. We cannot long endure as a country half fox and half free. We will eventually become all one thing or all the other. And that's Abraham Lincoln. That's half slave and half free. Trump repeated his refusal to release his tax returns, saying, I won't do it. Trump said he would love to release his tax returns, but claimed that people don't care about seeing them and that he won't do so while I'm under audit. Mm-hmm. Which is forever. Yeah. Well, And this is a losing, you know, we, we're going to eventually going to get there, but his people don't care. He's right about that. The, the Republican yeah. meatbags don't care about that at all. This was kind of the week where stupidity was on parade. This is where having a television camera in Congress is a wonderful thing. First of all, yeah. there was anti-Maxine who just... Someone on Twitter said, has she taken her high heel out of Steve Mnuchin's ass yet? Um, She just beat him like a fucking rented mule because he decided to come in there and be a smart ass. And I believe Newt Gingrich's comment afterwards was, I don't think she realizes how rich he is. (laughs) He decided to come in there and get smarty pants with Maxine Water because he's in charge. I, I, I have a very important meeting to go to and I'm here. And they had this little colloquy where he kept insisting that 
she made him do stuff and she said no you can leave anytime you want but i have a very important meeting yeah. well go go then go these side-by-side -side comparisons are what i find fascinating because when you actually get mm -hmm. a well-informed public servant talking to a presumably their republican counterpart it is so clear how completely unqualified and stupid and arrogant and just head up their ass how dare you talk to me like this yep deluded republicans are well, and they just they really in particular, do live in just as a white hollywood type who yeah. you know the meeting never starts until he gets uh, there in his entire world right and uh you know if he has to leave then everything stops and the whole you know parade moves on to where he is because he is the center of attention i loved shannon yes. watts's tweet it of today yeah. Steve Mnuchin does not realize he checked into the Hotel California, situated right in the middle of the state's 43rd <laughs> district, which has been represented since 2013 by one Maxine Waters. He can check out any time he likes, but he can never leave. I find these things uh, educational and amusing. The, what I find terribly depressing is they don't change anything. No, and, and he is stonewalling over the word shall. The law says yeah. shall release. The IRS right. shall release the president's tax return to the Ways and Means Committee. Right. Again, that does not mean they will made, be made public. Right. That And that's not the point. Congress needs to be able to do their job. They are a co-equal branch of government. Mm -hmm. And they need to be able to do oversight. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to open that book of if Obama did it. But no. come on. No. Come well, on. And, the other, the, the, and flipping these two roles around, um, Representative Thomas Massey, uh, really just shit the bed like pretty comprehensively with John mm -hmm. Kerry when he he decided to go to war over the meaning of a political science degree. Yeah, and a bachelor yeah. of arts degree. So yes. you don't you, right. don't you don't understand real science. It's political science, right? <laughs> like and and at some point everyone started laughing at this idiot and yes. John Kerry's like, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Um with a well, man who has two degrees from MIT. Yeah. Massey has two degrees from MIT. He is doing this on purpose because he's a whore to the coal industry. That's why he's doing it and saying, well, you know, all these social scientists want to get involved in climate change. It's hilarious. No, this is, this is his little joke to try to diminish John Kerry on international agreements regarding climate change. It was the dumbest exchange. But, you know, Thomas Massey is from Kentucky. And, you know, I got to yep. assume that a lot of the inbred idiots who voted for Thomas Massey don't like to think of him as some big old book learning guy. Right, you know, right. he's as dumb as I am. Thomas Massey has two degrees from MIT. He hides it real well. Yeah, <laughs> put on my overalls and act like an idiot, act like right. I'm on, you know, the third man in deliverance. And yeah. and his and constituents will love me. This same state that put keeps putting Mitch fucking McConnell in, right. in, in the Senate. So right. Uh, right. it was just it was weird. and people really did start laughing. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It was just like, I can't believe how dumb this conversation is. You're really going to go to war over this. Well, we thought we'd go, go after your credentials because you're talking about credentials of other people. Yeah. And no, I'm not. I just you're keeping it secret. Why is this secret? Yes. And it was it, but it really is. There's a strategy behind it, which is just act as dumb and as ridiculous and throw as much shit into the air as possible, because in a healthy society. That would cost you your job. Right, right. In this society, it guarantees your re-election yeah. by the inbred morons exactly. on the right. Exactly. And so if I can just keep gumming the works up and screwing things up and, and sugaring the gas tank well, and, it, and it wrecking the government, I win. There's, there's something really important in what you just said, too. Yeah. It causes those of us who want to work for change and improving things and making the world a better place to get depressed and demoralized and cynical. Yes. And we sit down and don't fight for it anymore because we're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of that this week on Twitter. Yeah. I saw a yep. lot of that outside Twitter. Yep. And uh, be aware that if you start to feel that way, it is because you are being manipulated to feel that right. way. They want you to feel that way. They want you to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. They want you to be exhausted and want to hang it all up and move to Canada or close your computer forever and go watch reality TV and check out. You do need to take a break and go read a good book or knit or something, yeah. you know, if you're getting sad. Uh, but don't give up this fight because no. that's what they want you to do. No. They want you to seed the field 
to their stupidity. And we cannot do that. Just what, This is our country. Here's what you do need to give up is any any illusion that you can reason with these people. Well, and or any that there is a white knight out there like Mueller or right. anybody else who's going to come and save us in a, in a shiny, no. you know, armor. No, we're no. going to save ourselves. Right, right. Uh, the House voted to revive. I'm sorry, the House voted to revive net neutrality regulations, and that bill will likely fail because eventually it's going to go to the GOP Senate and they're going to they're going to murder it over there. Uh, no, uh, Mitch McConnell's already said it's it's dead in the water yeah. or dead on arrival, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, he's taken tens of thousands of dollars from the telecom companies. So mm-hmm. uh, the White House is considering the former head of an anti-immigration group to lead citizenship and immigration services because they just want to shut down legal immigration yeah. from certain countries. Well, uh, related news, Trump recently put Stephen Miller in charge of the administration's immigration policy, and he's executing his plan to clean house. At the Department of Homeland Security, there is a near systematic purge happening, one official said. Yeah. There sure is. Devin Nunes sued a newspaper chain for $150 (laughs) bazillion, no, a million dollars, over an article he called a character assassination. I believe that was the article which reported on him accurately, and that would be uh, incredibly embarrassing if I were Devin because Devin's a horrible person. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who was reelected in – what was a suspect election, I will say, uh, this week, claimed that Donald Trump designated the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist organization at his request. So we've got that going for us. Bibi Netanyahu is determining American foreign policy directly to the president's ear. Uh, But we also found out that uh, the Saudi Mm -hmm. government and the Bahrain government also wanted this done. They are all uniting together to start a war with Iran, pretty much. An official from Bahrain, that was the important meeting that uh, Steve Mnuchin had to get to when he was talking with uh, anti-Maxine. I have a very important meeting. Uh I have to go. I have a very important meeting. Uh He was meeting with an official from Bahrain. A New York man threatened to kill Representative Ilan Omar because she's a Muslim. Hours after that man was charged, Donald Trump took time out of his busy schedule to publicly and personally mock her on Twitter. He's trying to get her killed. Because he's trying to get her killed. Well, let's not forget that it was Newt Gingrich and Pammy Atlas. Yes. Who invented the myth of the the Ground Zero Mosque because the Muslims want to erect a victory tower over this and celebrate their victory over the infidel by putting a mosque up there. And because they don't have a conscience, they will find a way to hate people in the worst tragedy. Newt Gingrich sifted through the rubble of 9-11 to try to find some way to turn it to his personal profit. And that's who they are. And I I recognize and acknowledge the fact that these are monsters. I do not recognize and acknowledge the fact, or I don't understand the reason why they must therefore be given mulligan after mulligan after mulligan, why Newt Gingrich has to be granted eternal access to my TV. That is the part of this equation that makes me suspect that there is a much larger conspiracy here because Newt Gingrich should have been driven out of this country years ago. He and his whore wife should have been banished from polite society, but David Gregory took it upon himself to repeatedly resuscitate Newt Gingrich's career. And there's something going on there that no one in TV land wants to tell us about, but it's so clear that there are people on a list who, no matter what they do, are going to always be uh, rehabilitated, refurbished, and reintroduced to the public. And the result of that is horror shows like we're having right now. Every one of the Trump administration should have had, had career termination years ago. Yep. These are the weirdos and the misfits and the lunatics and the racists. Stephen Miller you know, should be in a dirt hut somewhere writing a manifesto. The Trump administration canceled a deal between Major League Baseball and the Cuban Baseball Federation. Donald Trump withdrew his nominee to lead ICE, saying that he wanted to go in, quote, a tougher direction. Uh, Stephen Miller, you remember him, urged Trump to ditch Ron Vitello because Vitello was not fully in favor of closing the southern border. New Mexico became the 14th state to pledge its electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote in future presidential elections. The National Popular Vote Interstate Compact now represents 189 electoral votes. The compact kicks in when the number of state electoral votes reaches 270. This is such a good idea. Yep. This morning, this very morning, we're recording this on Thursday morning, 
Donald Trump uh, tweeted a screenshot from a segment on Lou Dobbs Fox Business uh, that displayed his approval rating at 55% from a Georgetown poll. Actually, that was his disapproval rating. The poll's approval rating had him at 43%. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week, we have two Internet Kitties. They are Blue Blue and Kitten. They like to share a comfy chair. And they eat freshly poured cat food. I've heard of that. I know. Our other fake sponsor, Freshly Poured, is a fake sponsor of this podcast. Whether you buy Pet Store Perfection or Dollar Store Dreck, your cat will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the only cat food they'll eat is freshly poured. Freshly poured. Freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. You should visit Blue Blue and Kitten at our Facebook page or website. You can send your internet kitty or other pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our Gourmet Coffee Guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media, and thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Oh, Blue Gal, I'm so sorry. The Internet Kitty's comments are still under audit. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, lovey dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2018, DGBG Productions Incorporated.